Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment. Youngest is confident, but they hear the what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this man, we just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. To this week's edition of 48 Minutes, but to you at 48MinutesNetwork.com. Um, if you are just checking this out for the second time, now yes, this is the second week in a row we're live on Facebook as we go recording. For those who can't check it live, obviously it will be on all podcast provider services, including some added recently, like Dasher. We're on Dasher now. I don't know if you knew they're not, Sean. Um, I did not. Yeah, got the What's report back. Got the report back the other day. Three listens on Dasher this week. Is it is it going to be weird for me to ask what Dasher is? It's another podcast app. Okay, I'm 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 completely unfamiliar. I'm learning yeah. everything live. Same, same. <laughs> I went through like I went through our podcast provider the other day and was like looking at all the ones we haven't checked off and signed up for all of them. We're on Pandora now, so very nice. Yeah, did no Pandora for, podcast for for those still listening to music on Pandora. Yeah. And podcasts. <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing. Neither. I remember they got into comedy for a bit. Do you remember that? No, no. I was I was out of the Pandora game before that. Yeah, that's good. You should have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> we're going to talk about a few things, uh, obviously, going on in the world of the NBA. And I was really looking forward to getting on the show today and talking about Game 7 last night because it was so stupid of a game it was the dumbest game i think i've ever watched but then sean marks and crew drop a bomb on us yes who said that who did that song you drop a bomb on me was it uh you dropped a bomb on me that's that's what the nets did to us sean yes they did and completely out of left field too like just like no idea was coming Yes, yeah, so we get the, the road bomb at 8.30 in the morning. I haven't even had my cup of coffee yet, all right? And we get the news that the Brooklyn Nets have hired Steve Nash, two-time All-American, greatest Canadian player in history, to play, to be the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets on a four-year contract. And, you know, you always have that moment where, like, the surprise thing comes in, you go, Huh? And you and I are in two separate group texts with two different separate groups of friends. And both group texts are going, huh, what's going on? And like, they're like, did I miss something? Is there something that we didn't see? And it's like, nope, you're just, you're seeing exactly what we are. This is, this, um, is, this is real life. Steve Nash yes. has just signed a four-year deal with the Brooklyn Nets, which is yes. something we didn't see because we heard so many different coaches that were being thrown out there jason kidd was even relinked to them at some point you know well, jason kidd and um tyler are linked to like every job they are they are they're always linked man which is you know that's that's a good thing to to have if you're if you're out there looking for a job and you're getting linked to all these open positions that's that's a good sign for you you know in the grand scheme of things but uh, the thing that's so interesting about this steve nash uh, signing that was so shocking to everybody today. And I know he was, he's been working with, he was in player development with the Golden State Warriors. Is that correct? And he was the GM of Team Canada. And he was the GM of Team Canada. Well, he, he didn't even apply for this, this coaching job with the Brooklyn Nets. They actually recruited him and badgered him to become a, a head coach. And, and it said that he was resistant for a while. And here he is, he assigned a four-year deal. Like they went out, specifically said this guy is going to be our coach and he was like well i don't know and they were like no you are and he <laughs> and he, he was like cool you're gonna pay me money to to coach and i think it's great i, I mean steve nash is i mean when we look at 2000s basketball players he's one of the most underrated mvps of all time uh two-time mvp too like you know everyone yeah. always likes to forget that he was as good as he was and um you know and you know don't worry, Chris Broussard probably has a video. You kids don't know how good Steve Nash was. Yeah, Steve Nash was a bucket. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, I, I was kind of shocked about it. I, I like the move. I know he does have a, a relationship, I believe, with, with KD and I, I think also Kyrie. Um, yeah, so 
Go ahead. With KD, he like um, what I I was listening to uh, the Ringer NBA show today, and Logan Murdoch, who's one of the newer guys in the staff there, was talking about he used to be on the beat for the Warriors, and he said Nash would come up once a month and work out with Durant. So like that's how he was a development consultant. So, um, so like yeah, he really liked it, and uh, that's how they kind of like developed that relationship. So there was a lot of discussion on like maybe Durant went to this Nets met Sean Marks and was like. Steve's going to be the guy. Steve could be the guy. And that's been a rumor for that's been going around throughout the day. Yeah. I mean, it's shocking, but um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens as, as our old co-host Alex said, I've never been more happy for a guy and then want the team to lose at the same time or something along those lines, you know, cause he's not a, not a big Brooklyn Nets fan. Um, and, you know, uh, we don't know what the Brooklyn Nets are going to be like this next season. We don't, um, they're in my, in my book, they're a question mark. They're going to be good. They're going to be very good, but we don't really know what we're getting. We don't know what KD is going to be like when he comes back from injury. I'm assuming he's still going to be great. Um, you know, (laughs) he went from being literally the best player in the, in the world to, you know, being out for a year. So um, I'm excited to see him Kyrie, you know, after all the stuff we've seen him through over the years, he's actually got to go out, pick his team, control his own destiny this time. So I'm hoping he goes someplace where he's there to set the tone and, and do what he wants to do to become, you know, an NBA champion, you know, cause you know, he didn't want to be second fiddle to, to LeBron got to the Celtics. There was all that talk. He was going to resign. He did not. He's in Brooklyn. Now Steve Nash is coaching. What a weird team. So here's the thing. I, everyone's always skeptical when a superstar player becomes a head coach, and for all the right reasons. History says not so good. Yeah. Magic Johnson with the Lakers for, like, what, 24 games? Something yeah. like that. Um, obviously, you know, it's Jason Kidd in Brooklyn and in Milwaukee. Never forget the Jason kid to get a timeout of the game. One time asked the player to bump into him as he was drinking a glass of ice water. It was brilliant. to get a timeout. It was and it worked. It worked. He got yeah. the timeout. Yeah, he did. And, um, you know, right now, I know a lot of people are, this is a different game, obviously. People are criticizing Penny Hardaway at Memphis because they haven't won. Give it time. They're, they were fifth in the country in defense last year. I like that team. I think they're going to be all right. Um, but in general, I think a lot of people kind of, but and I don't know why, Sean. I have no reason at all. There's nothing that's, there's no evidence in front of me to say, like, this is going to be good and successful. I think it's going to be good and successful. I think Steve Nash is going to do a really good job there. Um, like you said, he's got the relationship already with Durant. Um, Kyrie Irving, who, you know, when healthy, is one of the best point guards in the NBA. Um, has another former magician to play with who had just, like, ball handles out the wazoo. And, and best finisher ever. <laughs> yeah, right. The two, like, the two best under-the-rim players maybe of all time are going to be head coach and point guard combo now. Um, Karis LeVert's still there. I don't necessarily know if he'll be there come next season. There's a lot of discussions on maybe not because it's a ball down and guys. Definitely going to be a trade chip for them. Yeah, and I see that, uh, especially because they're going to try to get a third star like they've been mentioning. Um, you got Jared Allen, yeah. who great player. really, really good. Awesome. Love Jared Allen. Um, Chris Chioza was really enough decent for them in the bubble. I think he will make the team next year as yeah, a backup so point too. guard. Absolutely. Um, Durant's already spoke highly of him. Um, the only reason I think Levert might be there is him and Durant are pretty tight. They've been working out together for about four or five years now in the offseason. And that's the only reason. I, that's the one thing I think he is going for him to possibly be there. But I like this way this Nets roster is set up. If they do, in fact, get a third player, because you got to remember, Spencer Dinwood is there for another year next year. Um, so it's not like this is all said and done for this for him either. Um, but I like what this team has on, on paper. A healthy Kyrie and Kevin Durant are at least make you a contender. I think, you know, Raja Bell said this today. This is Eastern Conference Finals or bust when you have those two. And just roster, it looks pretty good. But it looks like the one thing they're really needing, what he said, and I totally agree with him, is they need an enforcer. They need a veteran leader who's going to, like, not let them stumble. When they get a little bit of right, it's going to, like, talk them out of it. And my thought process there was, why don't they make a trade for J.J. Redick? He lives in Brooklyn now. He's very open about it in Old Man in the Three, which is a very fun podcast, by the way. And that three-point shooter they can have off the bench, 
Um, you got the Duke combination of Kyrie and JJ Redick, which, you know, everyone loves to see Duke players do success in the NBA. <laughs> and I think JJ Redick would be an awesome fit for them. Yeah, and I agree with you. Um, uh, he would. I mean, he's one of those guys. I know he's been quite the journeyman over the last couple of years, but uh, they're going to have to add some pieces to that team, uh, I think, to kind of put them over the hump, you know. And having Spencer Dinwiddie is really good insurance for if something happens with Kyrie. Um, I mean, he can't obviously, you know, replace Kyrie Irving at that kind of level by any stretch, but he is, he is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. I love what he brings. Jared Allen, uh, another guy, Jared Allen is starting to become a glue guy in my opinion. Like he's, he's Mm -hmm. just, he's a, he's a great defender, um, great shot blocker. You know, he can, he can put up a double double if you give him the minutes. Um, I like how this team's constructed. Um, I'm not sure if it's all going to come together, but I'm, I'm kind of hoping it will. And I really can see this team becoming like everyone's favorite team to hate. Yeah, I could too. Like, could you, could you see that? I could. Um, I say, as I'm wearing a Nets hoodie, I picked up in Brooklyn when I went to New York in March. Um, you, you, uh, you bandwagoner. <laughs> Funny story for that. I have to tell after this segment, by the way, uh, about quote unquote bandwagoning. Why don't, you, why don't you put on your Pelicans hat while you're sitting there, you know, just to look more confused. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> right, here's the thing for people who are just catching the ship for the first time. I'm a collector of sports apparel. I, like, have shit for so many different NBA teams. My girlfriend got me a Knicks t-shirt for my birthday this year. I've got so many Bulls and Lakers things. I've got a lot of Cavaliers things. I've got Nets stuff. I've got Warriors stuff that was given to me. I'm all for free shit. So if you're going to give me free stuff, I'm going to take it. Um, I, I just except for his Celtics. So, so how often do you wear your Cavs gear out in public these days? I haven't seen you wear it in a while. Like, I think like, uh, um, the last time I saw you wear it, I think was I don't know, like when there was this guy named LeBron James who who played there. In 2018. Yeah, that's, what a coincidence! I'm just I'm yeah, it was shocked. weird. Shocked. It was weird. The next the next month, I had a bunch of Lakers stuff. I don't know how it happened. Um, I, I don't know just, either. You just fell into a bunch of Lakers gear, you know? Yeah, it was you know, cool. It's it's, it's it's interesting your your clothing collection when it comes to you know who you're following. Yeah, it's pretty unique, isn't it? <laughs> no, um, but. Regardless, what I'll say is I like this Nets team on paper, and they do have the 19th pick in this year's draft. They got the Sixers pick. So, you know, that's a situation they're going to potentially have another, another young guy. Maybe use it as a trade ship to get a guy, another player on. Um, so everything's up in the air right now for Brooklyn, but it's good momentum. Um, let's kind of talk real quick, too. We've heard some rumblings that there's discussions. It hasn't been confirmed by anyone just yet that Ty Lue is going to be taking the Sixers job. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, uh, that's a team that's definitely at the crossroads right now. Um, and this is definitely going to be like the, the, the true test of Tyrone Lue. I know he's got a championship under his belt um, that he doesn't really get much credit for, I feel like, in the, in the grand scheme of things, which I, I feel is a little bit unfair. It's very unfair. But, but at the same time, we don't really know what Ty Lue can do without the greatest player on the planet. It's true. We don't. We, have no, no we, don't, we don't really know. Um, I do think he's definitely worth a shot, especially for Philly. Uh, Brett ba- Brown, they stuck with him probably about a year and a half too long, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, and uh, totally, they're, like I said, they're totally at crossroads right now. They don't know if – you know, they're, they're saying, the rumblings are saying that they want to keep Embiid and Simmons together, uh, you know, probably one more season to evaluate. Um, but I feel like their best chance for a championship was probably last year, honestly. Yeah, they do it. Yeah, uh, it's going to, I think that's one of those things that's going to that's gonna haunt them for a while. But uh, I don't think their team has been as good as, I mean, it was one of those teams that is, it is, they weren't, they're not as good this year as they were the year before. So they're not progressing in the right way. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do. Um, they're a little bit more cash strapped now because of some max deals that have been offered on their team. So um, 
I'm interested to see what Ty Lue can do to this team if he's able to, um, you know, make them a, you know, a perennial uh, playoff contender this year. And I mean, they were, you know, we thought they were going to be the whole year until they got to the playoffs. And of course, Ben Simmons got hurt. And uh, I don't think they had a shot without Ben Simmons because he's just such a unique talent. So for that, they're like, guys, we're moving Ben Simmons to the four and get this. Shake Milton is going to be our point guard. If you're just about to start the playoffs and you're excited that Shake Milton is your lead ball handler, <coughs> not good. Not good. Yeah, and I think they, it was kind of one of those last-ditch efforts. I think it was one of those, like, Brett Brown's like, shit, I better put Ben Simmons at his 2K starting <laughs> position because I, I don't I, – I just – you know, let's we got to try something different, and then he gets hurt. We don't get to see it. So um, bringing Ty Lue in um, – it's going to be a make or break season for the core of this, this 76ers team. So I'm very interested to see what he's going to do. And if he's got some good ideas on, on, uh, you know, how to expand this team into a, in, into a, a better club at this point, because um, I'm a little worried about the direction of this team. And I've really kind of followed him pretty closely over the last couple of years and really liked them. But um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, They're a big question mark next season. I should just say that. We've been very open and honest that um, Embiid's, you know, the most immensely frustrating player in basketball. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And, and so maybe Ty Lue has a way of unlocking, you know, making him be in shape. I feel like Tom Thibodeau should be coaching him. <laughs> but then he might lose his legs say, next week. So that might, that might say. be yeah, his foot might break or something again. We're already so. fighting leg problems for Joel Embiid, so we don't, you know. It's like probably why it's a good thing Kripsos Porzingis is now playing for the Knicks anymore now that Tibbs is coaching there because he would not have a leg anymore. That no, leg would evaporate. No, no. Yeah. So, um, and one quick thing, other thing, you know, it was reported by Chris Haynes after the Nuggets-Jazz Game 7. Uh, apparently, then when free agency started, it's the Jazz and Donovan Mitchell have already agreed that they're going to sign an extension. And here's my question on this. Okay. Why? Here's my what? Here's my thing. Get your bag, young fella. Make your money. Do your thing, you know? But that team is totally in a lose-lose. Like, is there anyone that looks at this Jazz roster and goes like, you know, they're a guy away. No, they're not a guy away. They're like six guys away. Their defense is really bad. Well, actually, their defense is solid. Their bench is terrible, is what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> their defense is very bad. Actually, I was lying. It's not. Yeah. They have Rudy Gobert. Gorgeous <laughs> Yang is yeah, the, one of the best players off the bench. Justin Wright Foreman gets a lot of mids off the bench. Like, yeah. not a good team. Not a good team. So, so here's... Here's my thought process on it. Donovan Mitchell is a I, I, I really like Donovan Mitchell. I think he's a great player. He's he's I think he's a, he is very close to being a superstar. I think he is that good. Yeah, he is. He is. And um for the Jazz, uh, a team that has lost several stars over the years to free agency, um they have to lock down their asset right here and offering him a a uh, max contract. I think 100% is the right move for this. And, uh, you know, he needs to get I'm, – I'm happy, A, he's going to get his, his contract, and, B, they're able to lock in an all-star quality talent. So – because they're not going to – they're never going to be big in the, in the free agent market. No one's ever going to be dying to go play in, in Utah, ever. Just ask Lewis Scott from Celtic Pride. <laughs> you know? So, Which we've so, also done a group cinema on if you want to go back and find that episode. It's probably but, the most sad episode we've ever done. But but don't, but don't. <laughs> um, but I, I think that I think the Jazz, they had to do that. Um, you know, you don't want to lose a guy like that. Cause could you imagine the fan base if if they went ahead and they didn't come to terms on an extension and they traded him away for something? I just I think it would be devastating. So um, now Rudy Gobert, uh, is he the, is he the future? I mean, a guy who's won some defensive player of the year awards, um, probably one of the best defensive players in the NBA, one defensive bigs anyway. Is he the guy you continue to pair him with or do you move him this season while 
he still has value and you can bring somebody in who may be able to take you to the next level. It's my thought process on that. Okay. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. Why, why do you say that? First things first, Rudy Gobert literally tried to ruin basketball this year. All right. Like he literally like, you know, if it's not him, I know it's someone else. I get it. But no one feels bad for him. They're glad he survived. They're glad he's healthy, you know, but he kind of deserved this. He kind of deserved this loss in the playoffs. Not to mention he passed it up. So you think this is just some big cosmic karma loss? So here's my thing also. I would trade him because you got two years left on his contract. Actually, no. Next year is his free agent year after this, this next summer. That's, he's, making, that's a- he's making $25 mil. Yeah. And you're, look, I get he's an awesome defender. But he still gets lost in pick and roll at times. He still looks very confused in those scenarios, which I don't understand. Like, you're the real guy. Like, it's that easy. So you're saying they should get rid of him? Yes. Okay, okay, so you're agreeing with me because you said yes. no. Okay, so you are agreeing that he Okay, you put, your, you put your sentence to be like, should he be the guy? So that was like, no. No, no, he no. should. Yeah, so, so all I'm saying is I think he should be shipped off because this like we like you said he's at the end of a contract he still has value do you think we've already seen the peak years of rudy gobert um we're close we're close if we haven't already seen i think we've already seen the peak years i think we've already seen them the situation next year is not very good either so mike conley next year is in a player option you know he's going to pick it up because he'll make 34 and a half million dollars next year yeah, I mean, no one else repeat that for you. Thirty-four and a half million for Mike Conley. Yeah, and and uh, there's not going to be another team that's going to be able to pay him that much to not pass the ball in a final possession of a playoff game to the star okay. player. Let's talk about that. Do you think he got tunnel vision? I think he got tunnel vision when I watched it back because I'm with you. Like when I first watched, it, I was like, why didn't he pass to Mitchell? There's, there's like four guys on him. I think he totally like just like I think he was like. It's up to me. I got to make the shot. Like, not to defend him because I, yeah, I agree with you. If Donovan yeah. Mitchell's sitting by himself and literally has his hands up. But, but here's the thing. I Like, watching that replay over and over again, I, I've watched it three times. So, the way that I think about it, he, had, he, he, was, he was so well covered at that point. I feel like even getting the ball over to him in that last second attempt may have been difficult. Just to where he was standing. I feel like it might not have went exactly where he wanted it to go. Now, there were some phenomenal passes he made in that game. Yeah. I mean, he uh, Connolly's a great point guard. I mean, it's it's amazing that he's getting paid as much as he is, uh, you know, in this year, you know, in this uh, this part of his career. But he's there on a one-more-year rental. So I don't know what you do. Million. It's a lot of it's a lot of money. It's a lot it of money. It feels like it feels like the second year of that Dwayne Wade Bulls contract. You remember that when it was like he's gonna take his player option. You know he's going to maybe you just go ahead and buy him out because you guys aren't I, gonna win the title. I really, really think that the NBA every five years, I think a team should be able to amnesty somebody. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious because that that would just do wonders for stuff. Just to just to kind of make the game a little bit more fun. I think. Every five years, you get one of those, and you can use it wherever and whenever you want, and uh, and and that be it. I mean, the player's still going to get paid by your team, but it's not going to count against your salary cap. So, I thought that was one of the greatest inventions in 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 uh, the NBA uh, salary cap system. The amnesty it was just it was phenomenal. I mean, how else were the Bulls going to get rid of Carlos Boozer? Was it Boozer? I thought it was someone else. No, it was Booz. Oh, okay. It was booze. Yeah. So, and everybody knew it was going to happen. Everybody knew it was going to be booze and they went ahead and that they used it on booze. That's, I thought it was what's his face that they traded the pick for that was going to be LaMarcus Aldridge. You know, the second pick that year? Tyrus Thomas? Yeah, I thought it was Tyrus Thomas. No, Tyrus Thomas got shipped off to uh, Charlotte before that happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, uh, he got right. traded to Charlotte, and he had, like, one good year with Larry Brown and then, like, disappeared. I never saw him again. That's kind of like uh, Jamal Mashburn's last season he played in the NBA was his only all-star season. And who did he play for this last season? 
Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets. And that was his one all-star season. That was his last yeah. season? He got traded and he got hurt, whoever he got traded to. Okay. And it was like, he was like, I, I can't play anymore. That was it. Yeah. So like, that's kind of like the saddest ending of a player of all time because if you've listened to this show for the five or six years we've done it, you know how I feel about Jamal Mashburn. He's the man to me. Um, but yeah, that was a pretty sad ending. It happens. Yeah. So let's kind of get into the playoffs a little bit. So we're at round two now. The Eastern Conference Series semis have actually all happened. Been happening, I should say. Yeah. Um, where do you want to start? You want to start with Miami in Toronto? In, uh, yeah. Let's let's just go deep into it. Let's go to let's go to Miami and the Bucks in the craziest series that's going on right now. Dude, watching Jimmy Butler do this is awesome. It's, yeah. it's so fun. Yeah. Um, just the way he's playing, the way that like he just got all these heat guys to buy in. And after game one, we had that forty point game where he was just spectacular. Um, there's the story that Brian Windhorst had that released on ESPN.com. And I feel like I'm like Shaq right now, like plugging advertisements, just plugging all these other people's works I've been reading and listening to the past few days. Yeah. Like I'm waiting for Shaq to just pop up like, don't you get some Icy Hot while you eat some Papa John's and you then sell, have some Frosted Flakes and then you wear your Reeboks. Like that's how I feel right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Butler had this story. There was a story where Butler actually failed his first test with the heat, his conditioning test, like the world famous Mighty Heat conditioning test. And that's why the next day he got into the gym at like 3.30 in the morning, whatever it was, and started training to get back to like, to get, get in shape in time to play. Um, hi, Nova. <laughs> My dog made a special appearance. Um, and so from there, it was kind of like the heat didn't release it. They didn't let anyone know about it. And so they were kind of like, so then like he took it again, I guess, like the next week and passed it like with flying colors. Cause that's just typical Jimmy Butler. You challenge Jimmy Butler to something, he's going to make it happen. Oh, yeah. um, and we've talked all year about like how he loves having these young guys who play the same heart he does. Him and Bam Adebayo have been terrific. They were all-stars for a reason. Uh, Goran Dragic's been awesome in this series. But my question I'm kind of coming down to is do you think the Heat are going to now the rest of the series, now that they have a 2-0 lead and they know they have the Bucks where they want them, is this a scenario where you start seeing Hakayanis? Yeah, it is. And uh, it's working a little bit. Um, yesterday, yesterday's game in particular, um, especially during the last couple, couple minutes of it, they were really throwing some hard fouls um, at the Bucks, and they had to because it was, you know, they weren't flagrants. You know, I don't think they were. A lot, a lot oh. of them, some of them, you know, they were all basketball plays. But um, a few in particular were on Giannis, and I mean, like, he's taking a beating right now. He really is. I mean, he's getting, he's getting beat inside right now because he's their, he's their dude, man. He's the greatest player on the planet right now. So not to say that he is not doing a phenomenal job. He's doing a great job. Like, I mean, he's, he's still doing everything he can, but I look at this team, I look at this makeup, everything. And we talked about, you know, we were so sure that they were going to make it to the Eastern conference finals. And now we're just struck with complete uncertainty because of Jimmy Butler in this, like, you know, little engine that could Miami team, which is super fun to watch. Um, Great. You know, and Jimmy was a, and you know, when Jimmy signed uh, to the Miami heat, I honestly did not have super high expectations for this team. Um, I wasn't super excited about it until you watch them play until you see these guys buy in to see how well and how deep they've drafted this team. The Duncan Robinsons, the Tyler heroes of this team. Duncan Robinson wasn't even drafted. Who wasn't? Kendrick wasn't even drafted. That's the amazing thing. Wow. Yeah. Kendrick yeah. Nunn wasn't drafted. Yeah, and Kendrick Nunn was another another great pickup on top of that. Uh, Derek Jones. Um, like I, I, there's so many players on this team that I, I really, really like. Bam is an all star this year. Uh, a guy last year we were, you know, we saw flashes of it last year, but just totally came into his own this year. And I think bringing Jimmy to this team has helped Bam tremendously. Yes. Um, Gordon Drogic, who I, I kind of felt at the beginning of the season, I was like, oh, this guy's going to be washed. And he's out there contributing and playing just excellent basketball right now. They've yeah. got a really good team. I don't, I don't really think that they have everything 
I, th- I think this is going to end at some point. I don't see them reaching the NBA finals. Um, if they do, it'll be one of the most incredible stories ever. Um, that's the whole goal is to get to the NBA finals. Um, but how do you feel? Do you, do you feel like they have what it takes right now to maybe make a push through the Eastern Conference finals? Or do you think they might be one small piece away? I think they can win the East. You think they can win the East? I'm, I'm pretty confident in them. You're, and you're, you're buying in completely. You're buying all the stock of Miami right now. I'm not saying they will win the East, but if I had to pick one of the four right now, I probably would pick them. Okay. And, you know, you're right. They probably don't have the most dynamic pieces as far as putting it all together. But I do think they have the most pieces. And I think they have the pieces that best fit. Now, I do. I, believe what, I completely agree with that. Where I kind of give them a little bit of advantage over... So, like, you know, in this series, right now, they just look like they're the better team in the Bucs. Everything they're executing. Um, granted, they almost gave away game two. Like, they're pretty close. And that game should have gone to overtime. I'm honestly surprised Scott Foster wasn't the one that called that foul in the, in the Houston game for the Giannis play at the end of the game. Like, he was just going back and forth between arenas with, like, you know, just kind of calling fouls everywhere because that's what Scott Foster does. Especially yeah. when the game's on the line, he wants to run 45 feet to make sure there's a loose ball foul called. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't, you know, so when I look at this team, I think they, they have the leader, they have the general and Jimmy Butler. They have the shooting with Duncan Robinson, oh, yeah. with Tyler Hero, with Jimmy Butler, who all of a sudden can hit threes again with Goran Dragic. Um, they have the size with Bam Adebayo. Kelly Olenek has been really good for them. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they have the pedigree. So, Udonis Haslam doesn't play. I understand that when people might look at this point that I'm making kind of weirdly, but Udonis Haslam is three NBA championships, so he knows how to push this team to get there. Andre Iguodala is on this team. He has three NBA championships. He has a finals MVP, so he knows what the, to put the, the buttons to push to get them there. So that's where I give them the advantage over everyone else. Now, I, I love the Celtics team as they're put together. I don't love the, the Celtics. I just love how their roster's put together. Um, I, love, I love how you had to make that distinction. You just had to let everybody know. You're like, yeah, the only thing bad about this Boston Celtics team is they're the Boston Celtics. Yeah. If they were wearing it, if this team was wearing another uniform, everyone would love this roster, myself included. Um, and like right now, the Celtics are up one on the Raptors as we're recording this with six minutes to go. And I know we're going to get into that series, but I think there they have more experience in the Celtics in this situation. So I love this team. Jason Tatum, I think, is going to win MVP one day. He's going to be outstanding. He's getting better and better defensively. Jalen Brown is getting to be really good. Yeah, just, living up to that contract. Yeah, did you see that thing the other day with Paul Pierce City take Jalen Brown over Pascal Siakam? I was like, mm, that's Celtic bias right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also, really like Pascal Siakam, so. I do too. Yeah, so. I do too. Uh, I got another funny story to tell you about something a commentator said in a second I got it, that I had to laugh at. Um, and when it comes to Toronto, like, I get Toronto just won the title, but it feels like – it feels like this should be a Raptors heat thing, but the Celtics are just too good right now, and that game's kind of coming down to the wires recording this. But that just reminded me as you asked me this. So I was watching the Laker game Saturday night when they're play, ending the uh, Portland series. And they're talking to Chris Webber because Chris Webber's doing commentary. <laughs> and they're like, coming up we, like, this week in the Eastern Conference playoffs, we have the Raptors and the Celtics. And we have the Heat and the Bucks. And Chris Webber goes, I'll be honest with you. He's like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics or the Raptors won the East. And like, well, so you think you'll take them over the the other seeds, he goes, I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat or the Bucks won the East either. So basically, Chris Webber's not surprised if someone wins the East is what he's getting at here. Basically, I'm surprised. <laughs> no matter what, I won't be surprised. It is like, Chris Webber's one of my all-time favorite basketball players. I know. But commentating-wise, he is he is the Tim McCarver of NBA basketball. Anyone who watches baseball knows exactly what I'm talking about when I say Tim McCarver. He's the guy that's like, the reason he hit the fastball was because he was prepared for the fastball. <laughs> like that, that's Chris Webber. Like, you see so, that so, line? So you're saying that Chris Webber is pretty much Jason Bateman in dodgeball. <laughs> he... And they put the blindfold on the guy, and he's like, yes, he will not be able to see with that blindfold on, everyone. Sure. 
Yes, that's him. But I wanted to kind of laugh about that. So to answer your question, yes, I do think that he can win the East. If I have to pick one before right now, it would be them. But I wouldn't be surprised if it were the Celtics. I wouldn't be surprised for the Bucks. I wouldn't be surprised for the Raptors. How do you feel? Do, how do you feel the, about the Bucks trying to dig their way out of this? I mean, they're going to win a game of this series. I think it's going to probably go six or seven. I think they're just I, too good. I think um, it is too. I think it is too. So it's, it's one of those things. I I feel like Giannis is going to have to turn on the the Jets to go even further, which is crazy to think. Because I mean, it, like looking at the stat line last time, it's like, what more could you do to lose a game? <laughs> well. It's not only that, it's the fact that, like, Budenholzer is like, you can play, like, 36 minutes, Giannis. We'll need you for the next round. It's like, you guys might not make the next round. Yeah, you might need to pay him a little bit more. You might have to do the – you might have to play Jimmy Butler minutes, Tom Thibodeau style. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because it's coming down to where, like, I think you and I might have said this maybe in February, where we were kind of talking about the Bucs and we're like, yeah, they're really good. And Yas and Middleton are awesome, but after that, there's a drop off, and it's like you're yeah. starting to see that drop off. Yeah. And honestly, Middleton hasn't necessarily been great; like he's struggled quite a bit in the playoffs too. He has, he has. But they've had some, you know, like George Hill's played well. Like I yes. really think George Hill has been. Like I've been shocked how great he's played. Um, uh, Brooke Lopez is good in in spurts. Um, you know, um, you know, they they have the makeup of a very good team. But I don't know if I'm convinced that Middleton is that other star. And there's already and there's already rumblings that are that are you know as soon as that game ended last night, reports were out from from uh, Vincent Goodwill over at Yahoo Sports that you know uh, according to him, many in league circles believe Miami and Toronto are the front runners in the Antetokounmpo sweepstakes. With one observer telling Yahoo Sports, it's an open secret within the Orlando bubble. I saw a tweet by uh, Nikias Duncan where he was like, all right, so Giannis Antetokounmpo can basically decide between Eric Spolstra, Nick Nurse, and Mike Budenholzer. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. And then someone responded to him and goes, correction, Giannis can decide between Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, <laughs> Kyle Lowry and Pascal Siakam, or Chris Middleton and George Hill. Sure. But we yeah. But we don't know at this point – what kind of loyalty that Giannis has to the Bucks organization? Does the other he here is like he wants to stay in Milwaukee. Like he really likes it there. He yeah, wants to win a title there. But we've heard that story how many times? Things change. Things right. change, and you get to a point. Kevin Durant wants to stay in Oklahoma City. LeBron James. LeBron Twice. James. Twice. You know, um, you get to a point where, especially with LeBron, um, a guy who they were giving him as much talent as they could at the end there, before, after the first time before he went to the Heatles, and it was just like they were throwing him so much. And the league was really good at the time, and it was really hard for him to to win at that point. And he had to leave, and he left, and he won a title. Hear me out. Okay. I, know it's, I know it's 2009. We're going to get you Shaq. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It's a trade deadline. I know we're pushing for a one seed. We want to win the East. I know it's 2009. Get this. We're getting Antoine Jameson. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and uh, if they would have just went ahead and parted with J.J. Hickson, they could have had Amari Sotomayor, which I honestly think would have been the absolute positive game changer for them to win that year. They were like, every time I no, hear that story, we every time, Hickson. every time I hear that story, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Except that with um, the Suns wouldn't trade the Cavs, the pick that was Josh Jackson for Kyrie Irving because they were so confident in Josh Jackson. And now he's like going back and forth in on a two like uh, from the G League in Memphis. So it's like, yeah, yeah. You could have had Kyrie Irving and Devin Booker together. Could have, could have, would have, should have. Not to think that I, I I don't know if Kyrie would still be there in any no. any sense. But um, you know, so I'm I'm you know, there's already rumblings going around with that. Uh, his his loyalty to Milwaukee is going to be tested, and uh, 
If, if you know, if I was a Milwaukee fan, I would be a little bit nervous right now going into the 2021 season. I would be a little bit nervous, especially if they do not advance past this particular round, because this is going to be very devastating to this franchise. Uh, this could be like a franchise altering series. Yeah. If, if they lose and they lose, you know, uh, to the Miami heat. So I say the heat wins six. Okay. I'll take it. Yeah. And on the other side of the Eastern conference, I think the Celtics are just too good. Um, I know oh. right now it's a close game, but I think that's going to be, I think Toronto's going to win a game or two. So I guess not I, think to win a game or two. I, I, I firmly believe that the, uh, the Raptors have had a fantastic season. Fantastic oh, they're great. Season. They're an awesome team. But, uh, the, the Celtics have too many weapons right now. They just have too many weapons. And they're so good, and they're so locked in right now. And uh, Jason Tatum's on another level. He's a superstar already. We've already said it. Like you said, you think he's going to be an MVP somewhere down the line. He will. It's going to happen. Yeah. Agreed. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was uh, that was one of the smartest uh, week before the draft trades ever, I think, in recent memory. Um, and I, he's just, he's a phenomenal athlete. And I think, I think, uh, I really think that they're going to probably mow through Toronto. I, I think Toronto might win one, maybe two. Well, with four minutes to go, Boston's up 99 to 95. I'm sorry, two and a half minutes to go. Boston's up 99 to 95. Listen to this Kemba Walker stat line. Go ahead. 29 points Ooh. on nine of 14 from the field, seven of seven from the line, and four of six from three. Yeah, he's he's feeling it he's, tonight. He is a game best plus thirteen. Wow. Yeah, Kimba was a good signing for them this year too. So, um, and I, you know, he's one of those players we don't. We've been talking so much about Jason Tatum this season that it's like he's an all-star too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like we got Kimba Walker on the team too. They took the best player, best player ever to play in the Char- in, in in Charlotte Hornets uniform. Uh, they have him now. So on top of that, so it's it's crazy. Speaking of, how pumped are we for the release of the new Hornets uniforms? They look incredible. They look beautiful. Tim, 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 I've said this. I've said this so many times. Just bring back the old ones. It's the old one. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's just the pinstripes. It's not the same font. It's the same color. It's the same color, same pinstripes, fonts different. Just bring back the originals. Just I agree, but this is, if this is our settlement, back. if this is our settlement, I'll take it. All right. Okay. All right. In Orlando, get on it. Yeah, we already know. We've talked about that a million times. Yeah. Don't do this weird thing when you're blue jersey. You have like the weird black and white middle stripe. That's dumb. Just bring the uniform well, back. And it's like, and, and I and I can speak for probably many of the fans in Memphis. Let's rock the Vancouver Grizzlies jersey. Oh, put put Memphis on them. Just don't just just put Memphis. Keep that. That's your jersey. That's oh, your good. jersey. That's yeah. your jersey. That's it. We could do an episode just on like who should like we should just go like do all thirty teams and just be like keep dump like on jerseys and just be like you know do you need a new uniform? Can you use a throwback uniform or keep what you got? I mean and honestly. Just, I mean, I know I, I, I like that Nike, a lot, a lot of the jerseys I like, but I don't like any of them as much as I like 90s jerseys. Like, I none agree. Of them. There's not one jersey that's out there where I'm just like, this is better than a 90s version of their jersey. It's just, they're not as fun, man. Like I said, we got to get some cartoon dragons stuff. <laughs> we well, gotta Brooklyn, have- if Brooklyn had become the Swamp Dragons, those would have been the best jerseys of all time. So, uh, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> so... Also, while we're talking about uniforms, we're talking about the Western Conference. Um, I very much love that every team on their statement edition jersey is going to have the Jumpman look. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So the Cavaliers released that thing the other day where they're like, Jumpman returns to Cleveland, and they show the clip where Jordan shooting over ELO, and it cuts to Carlton shot in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where he, like, heaves the ball. <laughs> and they're like, that's how it happened, right? It's just like really great marketing, just incredible marketing. I really enjoyed it. Um, so I thought that was pretty funny. Like Pistons fans are like, we don't want Michael Jordan logos on our jerseys. And it's like the Bulls fan of me is like, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mixed people are wearing like the Jordan logo. I'm like, yes, who is your daddy? MJ, MJ's still living rent-free here to all I, those Detroit fans. No, Pacers are like, Pacer fans are like, ah, oh, shit, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, all right, let's talk about the West, and let's kind of go through these two Game 7s. We've already talked a little bit about the Denver-Utah once. We don't have to get into that anymore. Um, we'll kind of talk about them playing the Clippers 
here in a second. But last night, Houston and Oklahoma City, just the dumbest game I think I've ever seen in Game 7 history of all time. Like, it was a good game. It was entertaining. But there's so many dumb things that happened. And first off, I made the joke earlier. I have to laugh at the fact that Scott Foster literally ran 60 feet to call, uh, call a loose ball foul on James Harden. Sure. Like, just typical Scott Foster, like, Scott Foster is the Ed Hockey of the NBA. Remember Ed Hockey from the NFL? He was the guy that had, like, the huge biceps as a referee. And, like, I'm, I'm would, unfamiliar. Like, I'm unfamiliar. Okay, so he would call a penalty. He would literally, like, you know how the referee has, like, the mic, and they'd be, like, holding on sure. the offense, number, like, 72 or whatever. He'd be, like, holding offense, number 72. What he did is he took his arms, and he took him outside the area. He grabbed the back of his jersey and just be like, thanks, Ed. Just tell us he had a hold. So I got to tell us. Like, that is literally Scott Foster. And so – he caused this foul last night. And now James Harden and Chris Paul have both been open that like Scott Foster cost them a playoff game when they're in Houston together, which is hilarious to me that they're telling him they cost them the game when they missed 32 threes in a game. 27, whatever it was. Um, and last night, so the big controversy right now, and I was curious your thoughts on this. So Chris Paul in game six puffs his chest, talks all that smoke, <laughs> literally stares down James Harden when they're battling for a free throw, just looks at him to say, like, we're taking you to game seven. And the game's on the line. There's a foul. Do the chance to take the lead for the free throws? It's not Chris Paul that shoots it. It's Danilo Gallinari. So the controversy is your best player should be on the line in this scenario I'm on the opposite side. Maybe you disagree. I don't have an issue with Gallinari shooting that free throw, but I think a lot of people are like, well, Chris Paul was the one that puffed his chest out. He talked all that shit. He got in their faces. He bragged about their win. He should have shot the free throws. What side of that argument are you on? Um, I think you can go either way. I mean, Gallinari is the, probably the best natural shooter on the team. Would you say that? Oh, for sure. Okay. So, you know, I, I think that's fine, but you know, if if Chris Paul is is the guy who's talking the smack, who's the best player, and you know, how do they choose that? By the way, is that just like a, is that a coach situation? It is a real thing. Um, by the way, the Celtics just beat the Raptors one hundred three one hundred one to take a three games to none lead. Yeah, I already feel like that that series is over with. Yeah, yeah, wrap. Yeah. Um, yeah, the coach will kind of decide. It's kind of like a role uh, where they'll decide like who's going to be the um, here's the free throw shooter and technicals and flagrants and th- well flagrants I guess you can't really pick and choose but any scenario you can pick the free throw shooter teams don't really decide like the coach decides who's the guy for some reason when Cleveland had Kyle Corver it was still LeBron whatever I, I, I get it yeah but I, I'm with you like I have no issues with the fact that it was the new Gallinari like you said he's the most comfortable shooter um I don't think that torments Chris Paul's legacy if he makes it, but I think this was like a game James Harden had to win. It's another game seven where he is awful offensively, and it's like if Chris Paul beats me, the guy I got traded, then like there's no like looking back on that successfully. Like especially because Westbrook is literally like turning the ball over on every possession, so it's like James, mm, better hope someone bails you out here. Well, they, the Rockets got lucky. They mm-hmm. got lucky at the end. Uh, Harden, game-winning block, whatever. Um, Chris Paul's in a situation where he's in, a, in, in sort of a weird twilight situation where he's on a team that wasn't supposed to do anything that did this year, uh, which great for their fans, great for their fan base, gave them a real show. Great for him. Um, and, and great for him, great for him. I feel bad. It's like he was able to completely stay healthy through a, a playoff series. And, like, it's just – it's got to be so demoralizing in my eyes with him because, like, this is a guy that I feel like should have been in an NBA Finals at some point in his career. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's the greatest point guard of his era. For sure. Tr- true point guard. Uh, still, Top four point guards of all time? Still playing in an – unbelievable level still playing at an unbelievable level we have so many players in the league that are still doing that and um it's 
you know, I feel like if this is like the last like truly high level series that we're going to see Chris Paul in, that's sad. Yeah. I really, it makes me sad because uh, they got beat by uh, a block basically. Well, we, he could have missed the shot, you know. It is what yeah. it is, but but it was Lou Dort. I know he had the game of his life, but yeah, and and uh, you know, and we got this uh, this weird Rockets team, and they are a weird team. They are they're very a, weird. They're, they're a very <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so thank weird. You. They're they're a weird team. You know, I had a I had a guy in my office today, and we were talking about it, and uh, he's like, "Do you follow hoops?" And I said, "Yeah," and uh, I was like, "What did you think about the Rockets game yesterday?" He goes, "I think they're too short." first and this is the first first conversation i've ever had with this man and and i was like well they got pj tucker he's six seventies or seven <laughs> so yeah yeah they're a weird team um so they're moving on in this in this series um and i i don't do you see in any twilight zone scenario them beating the lakers i i just don't i just don't see that happening they know they almost lost to end of career chris paul Okay, so before we get into that real quick, yes or no, that was Chris Paul's last game as a member of the Thunder. Yes. I agree. Okay. I, I, yeah, he's, he's, he's their only chip. Yeah, only some, some, some team is going to overpay. You get rid of. Yeah, because you don't want to get into those draft picks. You don't want to go to those young guys. Like, yeah. that's the guy you get rid of. You make your you franchise better. He has, he has slightly enough value, but how much is he making next year? A lot of money. A lot of money. He's making a lot of freaking money next year. So it's like, you got to look at a team who's willing to go ahead, take him on a waiver. Lakers. What's that? Can they, can they do that? Probably. I mean, I don't, there's a lot of people who seem to think there's this possibility Anthony Davis isn't going to sign back and everyone else is like, no, no, he, no, he's coming back. No. Now, he loves it out there. He loves yeah. it out there. He's not leaving. Him and LeBron have a bond, man. They're not. He's like, wait, I get to play in playoff series where the guy guarding me is six seven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what, what, the life? That's the life, man. He doesn't yeah. like guarding. He isn't like defensive guarding anyway, and you know, he doesn't like playing a whole lot of defense anyway. He wants. He's always had the defending center help him out in those kind of roles. He doesn't have that this year, but he's like, oh, PJ Tucker, never mind. I can take it. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. We got this. So the beauty in this series is that he's not going to have to play the five. I don't think they should go small at all. I think that they should just use their size. They should beat them up. Um, If they have such scenarios, (laughs) yeah, like if there's scenarios where Dwight Howard's got to guard the perimeter for a few plays, so be it. Like, just let it happen. Like, if they're going to make threes, they're going to make threes. But, like, you know, I'm so sick of this whole, like, well, the Lakers don't have anyone to guard XYZ guards. Like, who cares? That's correct. Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, who cares? Like, I forgot LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on the damn team. And Anthony Davis, spoiler alert, has been the best player in the West in the playoffs so far. Yeah, he really has. He really yeah. has. And, yeah. and the Lakers have, you know, they're going to be getting Rajon Rondo back, too. That's another thing that's going to happen. We don't know what he's going to bring, but we could see playoff Rondo. We could see him. Yeah, just as much as we're seeing playoff P, right? Hey, man. Just, I know you have no faith, but but you should. You should. So, I do think the Rockets are quirky enough to where they're going to get a game or two. Um, oh, yeah. But I also have this feeling where it's like, haven't we seen this before with James Harden and Russell Westbrook play LeBron in a best of seven? <laughs> and they have no Kevin Durant this time. That is correct. They do not. They're fresh LeBron, out of Kevin Durant's. <laughs> Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, and Anthony Davis on top of that has become such a good shooter. Uh, you know, especially yes. if, he's, if especially if he's left open in any capacity, um, he's a guy who can beat you on so many different levels. And th- I completely agree with you, Tim. I think they need to use their size, bring Dwight off, do whatever you got to do. Um, you know, even if you even if you have to throw one of your big guys to grind the perimeter, they are going to get threes. Hard yeah, to it, get shot. It just happens. You got to stop the penetration to the rim by Russell Westbrook though. You gotta stop that too because if you if if things can still get fuzzy with that, it can still get fuzzy. I do not think it's gonna get too fuzzy for them not to be able to take Holy care of shit. What are you saying that about? Nails Gaming Buzzer Beater to give Toronto one oh four one oh three game three victory. It's a two one series. 
Oh, wow. I thought you said that they just won. The phone said end of fourth, Boston 103, Toronto 101. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so you know, well, thanks for, thanks for giving us. So, so the Raptors avoid the 3 0 hole. So, so it is now two to one. So very good. I still take the Celtics to win the series. Still taking it. Still taking it. Yeah. So we're not going down. They're not going down three nothing because that's that would be bad. Yeah. Um, back to your Laker point. Yes, I totally agree with you. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, so who are the so the Clippers? What What, what are you laughing about? If I could take the Clippers in the series in three, I would do it. <laughs> Oh, you don't think the Joker can do it? Have no faith in the, in the Nuggets at all. I don't either. I don't. Like it, you know, like I understand Jamal Murray just had this phenomenal series. I know a bunch of people are probably gonna think I hate Jamal Murray. You're kind of right, but <laughs> you're not. You're not. You're not a Nuggets. You're not a Nuggets. Uh, no, the roster doesn't make sense at all. But where? Say, say they get they they lose this next round. Okay. Which they will. They will. They're gonna. It's going to. They're not gonna beat the unless unless an injury happens to one of their star players. There's no way they get past LA. Paul George can shoot one of thirty-seven every yeah. game, and the yeah. Clippers will still win the series. Like, there's just the Clippers are gonna have so many guys that they can throw at Jamal Murray. There's no way he does this again. No I feel way. Like, I I think it's gonna be an interesting series, though. I think it'll be interesting. I don't think it'll be I, – I, I think the Clippers are going to win. I think Jamal Murray is going to have some good games. I think Jokic is going to have some good games. You know, I think Kawhi Leonard is going to put him through the ringer. And uh, they're going to win. But I, I think it's going to be – I think it's an interesting series. It is an interesting series. But at the same time, it's a predictable series. Yeah. I, like I said, if I, could take the Clippers in, if I could take the Clippers in three, I would. I, I just – yeah, it's just – they're better everywhere. So they're, you think you think it is completely inevitable that we are going to end with a battle of LA? In the oh yeah, finals. That's it's, it's inevitable. There's no way, no way, this doesn't happen. If the Lakers somehow lose to the Rockets in a seven-game series in a best of seven, they should move the franchise back to Minneapolis. Ooh. So, with that being said, so let's just say the Lakers do lose this series. Okay, let's say they do. They're on the phone tomorrow figuring out a way to get a third score. Will you buy a George Mikan jersey? <laughs> I have issues with George Mikan. I have issues with Bob Cousy. We've been through this. Oh, no, no, no. No, I, I love George Mikan. I'm just saying, since you said they need to move back to Minneapolis, I'm just saying it would be interesting. I'll be down. Okay. I think it'd be a cool jersey to have. A 99 NBA jersey? Like, Absolutely. That's, yeah, Absolutely. that's cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, okay. that's neat. Okay. I always, like, I always go on, like, weird champion hunts on on eBay to find jerseys. Yeah. And today I was looking for a purple Lakeshore Nick Van Exel. Really hard to find. You can find a lot of yellows. Which is purples. Which is surprising. I feel like the purple jerseys, the purple champion jerseys are much harder to come by than the yellows. They are. You can find yellows because my, my I have a purple shack. My Kobe jersey, my Kobe champion jersey that I unloaded a while back, uh, it was yellow. Um, you know, I would have loved to have a purple one. You know, I, I, I think the purple jerseys are, are the best looking ones if you're going to be a Lakers fan. Agreed. Um, you know, but uh, Nick Van Exel, yeah, it's a, it's a good jersey. And it's funny because I used to see that one so much in Cincinnati. So much. So much. And I saw that one and Eddie Jones. I saw both of them very often. And Sabalos as well. Like, uh, it, like it, weirdly, too. Like, you know. Such a Sabalos thing is really weird to me. Not that he wasn't awesome, but, like, I was in Laker team shop the other day because I was trying to get a hold of one of those special edition mama jerseys they did. Um, and they had a Mitchell and Ness Hardware Classic Cedric Sabalos jersey. He sent that for four hundred for four hundred and fifty dollars. I was like, it's really high for a Cedric Sabalos jersey. Yeah, I'm not buying a Cedric Sabalos jersey for that. I'm sorry, I'm not. No, <laughs> that's that's like like a fun one that you find in a thrift store, and you're like, cool. <laughs> you know. I guess uh, people are checking out our thing right now because Ben is in the chat. He just screamed, "OG!" exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point about uh, the buzzer beater that we missed while we were recording. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that the Lakers probably went in five or six. I just think Westbrook's going to have one of those like really awesome Westbrook games. And yeah. you're going to be like, well, there's nothing the Lakers can throw at him. You know, it, it just, yeah, it happens. He's going to have like 
Did you remember in Game Four of the Finals that year? He had that game where he had like forty points. Yeah. They still lost in the game, but he was like the the Heat had nothing for him. Like at points, they like have LeBron and Wade switch on him, and he's still scoring. It's like sometimes Westbrook just gets in that groove where he just has that awesome moment. He's so athletic. Um, but I also think there's going to be a game where it's really close in the fourth quarter and Westbrook turns the ball over for them to lose. Yeah. I love Russell Westbrook. I've been very open about that for years. I don't understand why people don't like watching him play because he's so fun to me, how athletic he is and how fast he is. He's a terrible shooter, I'm well aware, but he's freaking hilarious because he takes everything personally. And I'm all about that action. I love yeah. people like that. Yeah. Um, so, and on the other end, yeah, the Clippers are just too good, man. Like, I just don't see, like, I mean, unless Monte Morris has, like, three 30-point games off the bench, not happening. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, funny story before we uh, wrap up. I want to touch on this real quick. So, if you caught last week's episode, we did our 2K Laker fantasy draft. Um, I've run simulations with all the teams. I've actually had a lot of fun watching it. I cannot wait to get that capture card. So, I can put this on YouTube for everybody. Um, I posted our draft results on the Lakers subreddit and on the 2K subreddit. And first off, I made it very well known. If you've listened to the episode, if you've seen the videos, you hear me very well say this game is based off of 2K only playable characters. That is what this draft is based off of. And people are mad at us because we didn't draft Metal World Peace and Lamar Odom. Uh, let me tell you something. If there is anything that I would say that 2K enthusiasts are good at, it's uh, about bitching about everything. Bitching about everything. They are some of the most toxic, awful fans mm-hmm. ever. I know me and you, uh, we're uh, two and a half hours away from, from being able to play 2K. I'm not going to. I'm going to go to bed tonight. But, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, tomorrow we got 2K coming out. And I've seen – there's been people that have uh, put their – time zones that's so dumb because you're gonna lose your playstation license yeah so so they're they're changing their their time zones so they can they can play 2k on like a burner account uh so they can they can post stuff so i've been you know watching a lot of the videos and one of the biggest things everyone's bitching about this year is this they've changed the shot stick tremendously but there's supposed to be an update that's going to do that and people are playing before there's even the update because they're not supposed to be playing right now unless you're actually in New Zealand. So I just feel like after the whole day of just kind of scrolling through Twitter and just seeing, you know, comment after comment, I've just come to the conclusion that these are the worst video game fans out there, period. Period. Like, when I make fun of Madden fans, Madden fans at least have a reason to bitch because their game gives them nothing. Like, the game is awful. Yeah, you, you tell me that every – I feel like every year since I've known you, you like there was a few years where you purchased it, and every year you're just unimpressed, 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 and now you're like, no, I'm not buying it. Like this year I thought about it because, as you know, I'm a Bengals fan. I was like, cool, I can play a video game with Joe Burrow. And then I watched clips of the game, and I was like, it's not worth $60 to play with one quarterback. See, and that's the thing. But but the 2K fans, like I said, man, they're just – they're awful. They're always going to – I try to steer clear away from – uh any kind of subreddits or anything like that um i have like if it's hype based like it's talking about something that's going to happen in the next few days cool but if it's like people just mostly it's just people bitching about stuff yeah so, i agree yeah. um and then also um there was a comment on there that made me laugh very hard what and was it was that? like it was like you could tell these guys were uh, just became laker fans when lebron came to town and I was like, sir, that's offensive. I wrote it for them in the early 2000s, too. Thank you. That's, that's offensive. <laughs> well, you know, we're not, we're not old enough to really have absorbed the, the late 80s or 90s uh, championships. So, you know, in any capacity. So it's like, you know, and, and the people that are complaining about this are probably 18. Yeah. yeah, you guys didn't like the Lakers when Shaq was there. You weren't even born. Yes, we were even born. Shut up. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. I hate, I, the only I thing you know about Shaq is 2K. Yeah. All right, kid. That's, that's, we that's lived it. You know. Yeah. We had jerseys. Yeah. We we lived the entire career of Shaquille O'Neal. So I had a purple champion Lakers Shaq jersey, the coolest jersey I've ever owned. 
You don't have it anymore? No. Was I don't know that, what happened to it. You don't know what happened? I don't know. How does something like that just go missing, Tim? I just, I have to ask. Here's the worst thing. I also had the one, do you remember that there was a year, there was a run champion did where like, the jersey was reversible, where they'd have both team colors? Briefly, I remember those, yeah. I had the Shaq one where the inside was yellow and the outside was purple. Dope. It was awesome. Don't know where it is, but it was awesome. Dope. Yeah. I think I actually gave it to my nephew. I gave him, no, I gave him my black Orlando Shaq jersey. Huh? Yeah, so that way he was like, who, my, my nephew's eight. He's like, who the hell's Shaq? I'm like, you got a lot to learn, kid. Wear this. You'll have street cred immediately. <laughs> when I take um, you off the ice cream. A, among adults and old people. <laughs> yeah. Have I ever told you this story? I know, which, I know I'm trying to like, cancel the show, but this is making me laugh. Um, so I went to the, you know, my, my friend and I, we went to that Cavs-Bucks game a couple years back, LeBron's last year in Cleveland. Yeah. Okay, so my buddy wore a Cavalier Shaq jersey that I literally bought for like $4 at, my, at the retail store I used to work at. It was the throwback maroon one that just said Cavs across it. Sure. With like the, the classic like Brad Darty logo. Yeah. Um, and he actually wore the Reebok Shaq Gnosis that I owned. So we're like, we're like walking around Cleveland. We're having a good time. The game was awesome. Giannis had 40. LeBron had 32. Kevin Love had 31. Hi, Nova. And the Cavs won the game. <laughs> Can you go? Can you go real quick? Can you go everything? And, and the, Sha- the Shaq jersey is bestowed on someone. And we're all, like, we're all just having a good time. We're in Cleveland. Like, Cleveland gets a lot of shit. It's actually a fun town. So we walk by these guys the, like, we're like at a bar. And we're like, hey, how's it going? And dad was like having a conversation and this guy looks at my buddy's shoes and goes i mess with them shacks but he didn't say mess we have people watching them make the children so <laughs> it was awesome all right so we are gonna go ahead and wrap this up um like sean said 2k does come out tonight um so if you're listening to this in the morning if you did not catch the facebook live stream 2k comes out today um which means we'll probably get together fairly soon to do our 2K review episode. Yes. Um, Sean and I always have our first, our first player versus player games always against each other. So we've kept that tradition for a few years. I never win the first game, but we still always enjoy it. You did uh, last year. You won the first game. That's right. because you, did, you didn't win any others, though. No, I did not. I got close once. The, the, last close game, once. The, the last game, everybody, that we played was extremely close, and Tim gave me the business the whole game until the last minute of the game. And yeah, because that was when I got that um, out-of-position LeBron card. That was, yeah, like, amazing. I don't know what I did to beat you in those last couple minutes, but <laughs> you were very frustrated at the end. <laughs> I was. I was. You're like, like, it's like I'm Tommy Dreamer and you're Raven. We're like, do you remember that storyline in ECW where Tommy Dreamer could never beat him? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. that. Yeah, it's like that, yeah. Yeah, so... If we start getting more wrestling punts, we better get going. Everyone, thank you all for tuning in as always. Be sure to check us out on all, all podcast subscribers of choice. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about everything else. And uh, have a good night.